Welcome to the podcast. We're street smart, business smart, all kinds of smart people share their insights into the world of marketing, career journeys, and personal growth. So sit back and prepare to get enlightened with your host, Adam Posner. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast, where I bring you the best and brightest from the world of business, marketing, and personal growth to help you harness your inner tenacity to drive your career forward. Tribe, my guest today, Nick Hayden, has something really special. It's actually two things called drive and tenacity in spades. And I met Nick through our mutual connection, another superpower connector, Mr. Cool Kel himself, Kelvin Joseph. And from our first conversation, conversation, pardon me, I knew that this guy, Nick, was onto something big. Nick Hayden is a sports business entrepreneur and CEO and co-founder of Sports Biz Group, a full-service creative and sports entertainment agency here in New York City. And what they do is they leverage the influence of sports and entertainment through networking, collaboration, and immersive events. And we'll certainly dig into that in a little bit. And his work experience extends to sports, tech, VC, and hospitality. And Nick is passionate about helping others reach new levels of success within the sports business and entrepreneurship. And his mission, experience the world through epic activities with amazing people. I love it. Nick Hayden, finally, welcome to the podcast, my man. Thank you so much, Adam. That was a humbling uh, introduction. Thank you. <laughs> Dude, I mean, I mean it, man. Ever since I met you, like I, I see something and I, I'm not sure exactly how old you are, but I see so much in you. And I talk about this to your face. I tell you this all the time. I'm like, you have it, man. You have something that not many folks at your age where you are in life have it yet, and that is going to propel you incrementally, incredibly, all the way through. So why don't, like, let's bring my tribe up to speed here. Um, I want to really get into two things, your passion of sports and your passion of business, how we bring that all together. So let's talk about college. We're not going to go back to, you know, your, your Little League days, but with sports a passion, where, where did this real passion for sports come from? Yeah, so, um, so like I, I grew up playing sports, you know, I think that's where a lot of people's passion comes from, um, you know, played soccer, played lacrosse, um, been to all the games, I'm a big Ravens fan, they're doing really well right now, so it's like, across the Jets, it was like a PAL game. Yeah, I felt bad for them, um, but <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it kind of all started from just like, I think that's where a lot of people from actually participating in sports, but then as I uh, kind of like developed and, and really got um, into business kind of at a younger age, um, I tried to leverage my passion for sports through business. So, you know, it, it kind of goes hand in hand where it's like, obviously grew up playing, but then when I realized I, I, I'm not going to play, you know, national, you know, soccer for the national right. team, um, kind of shifted my energy and drive to be more in business side of things. And then more recently and you know the past five years really trying to harness sports through like my passion for business so. i absolutely love it i just want to rewind for a minute because i think it's interesting to talk about kind of school to career journeys where, where did you where did you go to college so i went to uh university of south carolina and uh studied uh sports management there and, and did um undergrad in like business uh, or minor in business but yeah um south carolina is one of the top schools for their sports yep. management program um, they were great resources for me and kind of supported me as an entrepreneur. So, um, from various ways where I was, I worked at the basketball arena, uh, when I was there and then, um, worked, uh, the, the master's golf tournament. They helped nice. set that up for the university. 
Um, and then um, it was also the, uh, so I was the president of the Entrepreneurship Club, which was a, a nonprofit and we put on events and we put brought in entrepreneurs and uh, we did, you know, help people build apps. Um, but you really were kind of like the sports passion was, I, mm -hmm. I tried to start a, um, a travel agency for sports fans uh, when I was about like a sophomore there and, uh, you know, try to plan tickets, travel, lodging for sports fans, you know, try to tar um, target like college students, whether they're going to away games or um, wealthier alumni, you know, going to bowl games um, or just like high end sporting events. So um, took a few swings at that. And then the university actually let me do that as my, my internship. So I was able That's to, awesome. yeah, I was going to ask you, about, I was going to ask you about that. You know, how did, yeah. what internships did you have in school that were sports related? So let's talk a little bit about the internships, how you leveraged it. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've had, uh, I've had some internships where I was like doing ticket sales for, you know, like a lacrosse team a few years ago. Um, that was all right. You know, worked at four seasons hotels as well, but, um, yeah, the, the internships, I've kind of like a strong opinion about this is, um, especially for like university students, sometimes you have to pay, you're getting enrolled and you have to get school credit for an internship. Yep. And it's a great learning experience. And like where I was at is like, I learned a lot really quickly and I was trying to like, I wasn't, I didn't want to go do an unpaid internship and pay pay the university to do an unpaid internship. So I was able to convince them to um, let me do my own business and, and uh, I finished like a semester early and then do my business as my final okay. internship. So, yeah. No, it's yeah. interesting. I, I, I talk to a lot of young people too, and I, and I tell them the value of the internship. And yeah. I, I like to say this, it's almost more important when you have an internship to find out what you do not like. Yes. Yeah. Elements that you do not like versus what you do like, because that'll help you when you pivot in, into your first career job. So tell me something about that internship that you actually did not like. And you said, you know what? When it's my time to enter the, the workforce, something I don't want to be doing, it could be like part of the job function types of types of, uh, you know, elements of the role that you don't like or industries that you don't like. But what did you learn that you did not like? Yeah. Um, well, I, I kind of learned it's more not necessarily what I didn't like. I'm more of like a utility player. So I like all sides of business. And it's like sometimes it can be difficult for me, like, you know, with ADD and just like, all right, I'm doing too much, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of like the whole business. So sales, operations, marketing, um, athlete relations. So when I was doing an internship, you know, I, I really liked doing that, but it was more um, certain cultures or certain organizations I didn't really like to be around. So it was more kind of like seeing what types of cultures um, that businesses are creating and like trying to just like assess that quickly and then whether it's a good fit, like from a culture standpoint. But um yeah, I mean, I think it's just testing out things where it's like, there's various things I didn't like. I didn't, you know, like working with people that had like a poor attitude or, um, you know, I was, I was really big into ticket sales. So I was like an unpaid intern selling tickets, but I was getting like discouraged by people that are higher up because I was kind of bringing more revenue, but I was just doing it for fun as like yeah. a, you know, cool. I, I like selling. So it was mm -hmm. almost like kind of discouraging where, you know, a lot of times in sports, you're people, it's all tenure. So, you know, you, you know, it could just be bad culture fits a lot of times. Yeah. So. I mean, you learn, you learn some big, big lessons. So you come out of school, yeah. were you, were you, did you go right into the workforce or traditional job? What'd you do right when you graduated? What was that move? Yeah. Um, so, you know, I kind of looking back on, I'm glad I did it. Um, but yeah, so I started a company called fan plan, which was the travel agency. Um, by no means it was not in a position to take that full time. So I had that kind of like internship spring semester to like, to do that um, and see if it would work out. And then I was still like passionate about it. I thought 
we could make a pivot to make it actually turn out to, to be a, a profitable business. So right out of the bat, um, I kind of, I tried to pursue that in the summertime. Um, and uh, yeah, it didn't really work out. I was staying in South Carolina. And then at that point, um, it, it just, yeah, it wasn't working out. So I, I decided to move up here to New York and right. did some, um, some seasonal jobs with like a sports betting company and then doing recruiting and doing some other things. So yeah, it was just mm-hmm. nothing really traditional by any means. Um, but yeah, that's kind of, and, and how did sports biz group, you know, come into existence? Let's uh, touch on that story for a moment. Yeah. So, um, it actually started like right when I moved to New York. So like I put down fan plan and then moved up to New York and then had a bunch of other business ideas kind of flowing around. So New York, I just want to like start clean and then just, um, you know, start a company, a new company. But um, yeah, like sports biz group, it all started with like the premise that sports is like highly competitive where you see on the field, people running into each other, very competitive teams trying to beat each other teams. Um, how can we make that more collaborative where it's like, keep that intensity, keep that competitiveness, but on the front office and other aspects, um, how do we create collaboration? So it started as an online community that we built, um, we help people place in jobs, find business partners, close deals, um, source news, opportunities, jobs, things like that. So, um, yeah, it's just kind of organically grown, built a good network from that and then more recently we've kind of uh, we've put it on events um we're getting closer relationships with athletes and producing a lot of content coming out with a podcast so it's more of a creative agency yeah rather than just an online community and so. where, where have you identified the white space right like listen there's lots of sports marketing agencies out there right they're a dime a dozen everyone wants to be in sports it's cool it's it's relevant it's interesting but where have you identified based on two things one the market and to your skill set and what really drives you, what is that white space that you found in this area? Yeah, so right now, I think the biggest white space that we're, we're really passionate about tackling is from the event side of things. Um, you see all these conferences, big sports conferences, and I've been to all of them. I've been part of them. I know the organizers, and it's like good relationship, but they're extremely expensive. And then once you go there, they're a little bit boring. I would say they're just panels back to back to back. It's not very entertaining. Um, it's solid networking, which is why I go there. But from a standpoint of it's not consistent, it's expensive, and there isn't really effective with your money when you're, you're actually you know, paying to be an attendee. Um, so that's kind of like a big problem that we're, we're, uh, we're tackling where these events that we're going to be doing in 2020, um, they're going to be invite only, they're going to be free, um, they're going to be very entertaining, and they're going to cover different topics that aren't really being touched um, in depth, like esports, women in sports, sports tech, fashion yeah. sport. So, so you, um, you're getting kind of niche, but you're going to go in, you know, an inch wide mile deep on those. Exactly. Yeah. So from the, the extent standpoint, that's how we are looking to disrupt it. We're um, make it invite only. So we're curating the people that we think are best to be in that room. Um, and then from another side of things, from the athlete perspective where you see a lot of, um, you know, NFL, NBA athletes go bankrupt, you know, you know, right when they, you know, uh, retire. So that's kind of like another big pressing issue that I think, you know, a lot of people are trying to solve, but through these events, you know, we're trying to create a platform for athletes to network, um, content opportunities, uh, sports marketing opportunities, business opportunities for them. Yeah. Business opportunities. So when 
Yeah, so it's kind of um, a few different areas where it's like from the advanced standpoint, the consistency, the quality, and the entertainment that we're going to actually be bringing to these events where they're not just going to be a panel. It's going to be more of a, a party, but also an educational at the same time. Um, yeah, that's awesome. That's that's exciting yeah. too. And that, and that, that I can only assume gets your, your juices flowing, man, right? When you could think yeah. about how to change up. I mean, listen, like you, I've been to a ton of these events. And yeah. some of them, you literally just sit there and you're watching people on stage, PowerPoints, and that's not how you do it, right? You have to be engaging, you have to be entertaining, and you yeah. have to add value, right? Yeah. So let's talk, let's talk about the word influence, right? Like how do you really, you know, your approach to leveraging influence in sports marketing? Yeah, so kind of our approach, um, you know, different aspects um, from my level of influence, mainly through LinkedIn, you know, trying to push that content connection, drive collaboration. But for that kind of tagline that you mentioned, um, through these events, right, the, the speakers, the, the quality of people in the room, um, they're all going to be influential, whether it's on social media or they're kind of like old school and have those those connections. Um, how do we come up with very creative ideas where, you know, say we're, we partner up with this shoe company and we're going to release this limited edition shoe at the esports event and then yep. hopefully all the other events. So how do we leverage the influence of these esports, um, you know, thought leaders or athletes to drive awareness to the shoe and then to drive, drive awareness to other causes like philanthropy and raise money on that side of things. So, um, yeah, it's, it's leveraging the influence of the people in the room through content, through connection, yep. and then kind of compound that where it's obviously an in-person experience, but then let other people experience that that couldn't make the event or around the world. So Yeah, no, that, that's awesome, man. So let's switch gears a little bit and talk about LinkedIn, something that, you, something that you leverage really well. You're on it, you're engaging. Where have you found success in building you know, your personal brand, your business brand on LinkedIn? Yeah, it's, uh, it's content. Um, like LinkedIn, it's kind of really shifting where most people, I mean, you know it well, where you post a lot of content. A lot of people don't get that and um, don't post content. So it's not necessarily just a resume you know, platform. It's a platform to connect content. Um, and I've used it really well for, for social selling. So I'll put out content and I'm not even asking for anything. I'm not trying to cold, hard sell anything. It's more just like straight up value and attract people to like, engage view my profile, whatever it is. And that makes that a warmer conversation for yeah, me to reach absolutely. out to them rather than just me going selling something crazy right off the bat when I don't know them. Try to express personality through content. I do live streams. Um, I just posted something um, yesterday or two days ago that was like the best content I've ever posted. It has about like 70,000 views. So awesome, man. the reach is just insane um from an organic perspective yeah absolutely just doing things the right way uh and another thing that i really admire about what you do is building audience and community you do a really good job of that and you and i had some offline conversations what are some of those fundamentals to really building a true engaged community yeah it's um i think the community mindset is like how do you help the next person um so Right. It's, it's kind of difficult to, to shift that mindset where it's like you're just giving and you might not actually get anything in return or maybe you will. And it's five years down the road. It's like kind of a difficult muscle to build. Um, but, you know, shifting the mindset of how can I help them not expect anything in return. And then most times with that mindset, you're going to get more in return and bigger and maybe even faster than you anticipated. So, um, yeah, it's just like, creating uh, great value and connecting people. So I've just found that I'm 
my good skill set is talking to somebody really quickly understanding either their tone or their current situation and then immediately connecting with somebody even on the spot or somebody in my network so yeah man you have that man we're we're one of the things that we have in common, and I think that's why we, you and I hit it off immediately, is that we're both power connectors, right? We, yep. and, it, and, it, and it doesn't mean an immediate gain for either of us. Like, I love it when I could connect two people and they make some magic on their own. I know that the world, the karma is going to come back to me tenfold. And I feel like you kind of have that same mentality, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's, it is tough because a lot of times, like, you know, you can get in situations and you see you know, people making, you know, big moves. And sometimes you feel like you're getting left out, but you know, if you're connect, if you're connecting with good people and then you're connecting those good people with other good people, then it will come back. It's just, you can't expect anything like immediately, you know? Yeah, no, that, that, that's a good one, man. Um, networking, right? Like something that you really, really pride yourself on, uh, something that you do well, what, what's like, what are, what are people doing wrong in networking or what's kind of a misconception about how you're supposed to network? Like one of the things yeah. I see out there on LinkedIn is like, there's certain people that right. preach, you got to connect with every single person, everyone, you got to connect, yeah. open network, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, pause on that for a second. Right. And, and I truly think that you have to be intentional and be strategic about who you're networking with because your time is finite. Listen, yeah. I could, I'm a, I'm a recruiter, right? And you know, how it is you did recruiting yeah. too. Like we're, we're connectors, but you can't be there for everybody. You can't have, you know, engaging conversations with every single person. So what's kind of your approach with networking? Yeah, I think, uh, well, it's kind of evolved. Um, where like when I was, when I moved to New York, it was kind of a different approach where it was more like shotgun trying to, uh, you know, uh, network with as many people as possible, kind of see what's out there. So it kind of takes time, but, um, networking from a standpoint of I'd rather go to an event. I think that's, I found that be most effective rather than like networking one-on-one, you can do that, but like, it's just got to be more strategic with who you pick and choose. So, um, yeah, I mean, for me right now, I'm more laser focused on networking with athletes, people in the sports industry that are in a certain level of motivation, um, brands. So it's like just the people I'm, I'm trying to be more focused on who and intentional, who I talk to and who I network and spend my time with is, it's kind of evolved. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I think I think that's super smart too. So let's let's bring it home here. I want to talk about some personal stuff here. Who are your sports teams? Let, let, let's do when everyone asks, like who 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 are your teams in baseball? The Orioles. They suck. But oh. um, yeah. But yeah, baseball. I, I've I've kind of uh, it's actually interesting interesting with sports is where it's like I'm a fan of the business of sports. So um, you have to kind of like separate yourself where it's yeah, like oh, totally. doesn't matter what team is is doing well like. Like I'm the biggest, I'm the biggest fan of the Ravens, right? And that's going to be a little bit different. But say if the Steelers or the Patriots they win the Super Bowl, I still have to be there and be ready to like capitalize. So, um, yeah. So it's not necessarily like you know the Ravens or my my favorite team. I like the the Orioles. Um, I'm a big fan of just NBA as a whole, but it's more of a fan. Yeah, Baltimore. So um, yeah, it's more of a fan of the. Who's your who's your basketball team? Yeah, I, I don't really, I don't really have a basketball team. More just like I like the Nets, um, I guess. But it, it's more, it's more of like a fan of just actual basketball. That's probably more the most uh, up and coming. I think um, highest potential sport is basketball yeah. right now. So it's more, yeah. I don't really have a strong connection to a team. It's more like how how the business is. Doing. I like the way the Nets are branding, man. Ever since they came to Brooklyn, they're 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 doing it. What, what's your take on the Brooklyn Nets branding? I like it a lot. I was actually just at a game 
um, to go when they were played the uh, the Hornets. It's a, it's a great atmosphere. Um, they're, they uh, they they've got got some new uh, additions to their team that just brings a lot of heightened awareness. So they've been leveraging that through different like jersey um, activations or just in game entertainment. Um, but they also got a new court. So they're they're doing a lot of the right things and upgrading their systems, their stadium. But yeah, it's a I think it's a, a great program and they're going to be you know um, competing at a high level um, you know this yeah, year and then it's fun to watch. And building, and building that community in Brooklyn. So let's bring it home here, man. What does the word authentic mean to you? Yeah, it's just being real. Um, I think authenticity, right? You have to like genuinely care about other people and connect with them. And it's pretty easy. People are really smart nowadays and can kind of see through the bullshit of if people aren't being authentic. So it's sort of different levels where it's like, if it's an athlete endorsing a brand, it's got to be authentic. They really got to like the brand and use it personally. Um, so it, it's from different angles, but yeah, just authentically caring about people um, and, and people can really sense that, I think. Yeah, I love it, man. Nick, 2020 is around the corner. I can't even believe we're saying that, right? The new decade upon us. What's in store yeah. for Nick Hayden and company in 2020? Yeah, I think 2020 is going to be like a breakout year um, really for us where a lot of the work we've been doing this past year, the following years have been like not necessarily rewarding um, from different levels, but like we were bringing all the chips aligned. We're taking our, you know, the hits that we needed to take. And then we're kind of just like realigning. And I think 2020 is going to be huge from various aspects of um, event side of things. We're going to be just con- the cadence of events and the quality of it. It's just going to be really consistent. And then the content that we're creating at the events, it's going to be second to none. And the content from our podcast that we're going to be relaunching awesome. in 2020. Great so, yeah, so events, content, working closely uh, with more athletes, um, kind of just building this agency, getting a lot more case studies, doing a lot more you know, client work. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited. I think 2020 Good is stuff, gonna, man. Uh, yeah, man. And listen, I mean, you're, you're still relatively young. Like you have an amazing, yeah. amazing future ahead of you. But so far, right, if you're going to put your pen in one major accomplishment, what's your greatest professional accomplishment so far? What do you, what do you hang your hat on? Yeah, I think it's um, – I think it's just work ethic of, um, you know, some of these, there's like the past probably two years, some really crazy business situations that I've got myself into, um, not necessarily, not necessarily myself, but just kind of got sucked into some crazy situations that, um, doesn't matter just being able to just like figure it out. And the, the work ethic of just being able to figure it out, I think is huge. So, um, yeah, there, there isn't, I've been really you know, gotten, I'm a huge accolades. I think that could potentially come. I'm not necessarily focused on that, but it's more just like the work ethic of like always, um, you know, doing multiple like full-time jobs or trying to start a company and trying to like make it happen. But yeah, I think work ethic. Yeah. that That's awesome, man. And Nick, you know, you're, you're learning, you're growing, but you know, you're also evolving and it's incredible to watch, right? What, what is your superpower? What do you do better than almost anyone on this planet? Yeah, uh, networking, um, and it's kind of it's deeper than just like you know going out and shaking hands, but it's more like yeah, being able to um, see and talk to somebody either like I've never spoken to them and be able to build up a conversation like we've known each other for years, and then take that um, rapport, take that information, and connect them or network with the right people. But it's just you know quickly going to somebody or understanding who they are, what they're looking to do, Mm -hmm. and then finding the right 
way to, to help them or, and go along with the ride. So unlike me asking Walt Clyde Frazier why all the pictures on in his restaurant are not him in basketball uniforms, but in his pimp daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. think you love that question, but no one's ever asked him that. And, and Nick, last but not least, right? Like, listen, what you do is hard, man, and you're building, and there's stressful situations, and not every day is awesome. And then there's other days when you're like, damn, I just put on this event. I just connected these people. I have this business opportunity. So when you're down in the dumps, and at the same time, when you look to gratitude, what pulls you up? What is your North Star? Yeah, I think um, I think that there, just everything you're doing, whatever you're going through, there's it's always – not as bad as you think it is and it's more just like being grateful where it's like we're in like the best country in the world the best opportunities are in front of us so um yeah there's some times where it's like it's all perspective so you just have to be able to like you know whether you get really low or you get really high just have like a consistent level that you maintain where it's like even when you're low you're you're not too low but then even when you're high you're kind of humbled so um, yeah, it's just getting perspective, understanding that like we're in the best country to do the best things that we can from an entrepreneurship standpoint. Um, there's a lot of bad things going on. There's a lot of good things, but it's like the perspective and opportunities that we have, like, you know, uh, you just have to take advantage of that and be grateful. So, yeah, man, that's awesome. Nick Hayden, thanks for coming on the podcast, dude. Thank you. Podcast. I love it. It is the podcast. <laughs> and in closing thoughts here, yeah. you know, I've reached this age where I meet people younger than me and I see something in them that I had back then and I am immediately drawn to them. And Nick is one of them. And he's such, he has such incredible drive and tenacity that's contagious. He's laser focused, but still humble and reserved at the same time. And I'm sure he makes his fair share of mistakes, but he's doing things the right way. Networking, aligning with the right people and taking chances with the ultimate goal to build the company that he dreams about. And I appreciate our friendship and I thank him for actually teaching me a thing or two along the way. And I hope that I can return the favor. And I look forward to building our relationship and our synergy. And I appreciate you coming on the show. And I appreciate you, Nick Hayden. Where can folks connect with you, man? Where can they find you? Where can they learn about more about what you're doing? Yeah, um, so on uh, LinkedIn is great. Just Nick Hayden. Um, connect with me there. Instagram, Nick P. Hayden. Um, or, um, yeah, that's kind of it. Or if you want to send me uh, an email at uh, nickphayden at, um, at gmail.com. So, yeah, I'd love to connect. Um, appreciate you having me on. I had some great powerhouse guests um, previously, so I'm humbled to be here. But, um, yeah, thanks for this. Awesome. Good stuff, Nick. Thanks again. And to everyone listening, thank you again for joining us on the podcast. Please follow us on all the social media channels. You know where to find us. Click, link, subscribe, share, tell everybody. We appreciate it. Remember. Take your online, offline, and thank you for joining us and catch us next week for another great episode of the podcast. Take care, everybody. Wisdom is forever, but for us, it's time to go. Thank you for joining us. Luckily, we'll be back with our next episode jam-packed with more incredible humans. For more info, please visit www.nhptalentgroup.com.